Well, hello, my friends, and good Wednesday morning to you. Thank you so much for being with us today. My name is Roger. Behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we make up the Barnabas Bridge. This week, we've been talking about a subject that we entitled The Evidence of Contentment. And it's really based on 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, of what Paul told his young protege, Timothy, is the evidence of contentment, really, the evidence of godliness. And that is these things. In verse 11, he says, You, man of God, flee from all these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And so yesterday we talked about faith. The previous day we talked about righteousness and godliness. And so today I want to take on the, another, the next subject, and that is love. Now I'll tell you what we've been doing, and, and we've set a pattern here of finding on Monday that we are unable to attain any of these things apart from the Son, Jesus Christ, bringing us into a right relationship with God and then being led by the Holy Spirit. And so we turn into Scripture where Jesus is giving us an example. Jesus is speaking that we might learn from the Master. And so when I thought about that this week, I, I thought about an old friend of mine. His name was Henry, and he's, he's gone to be with the Lord now. But I used to love it when he prayed, and I'd never heard anybody do this before because, you know, a lot of times you'll hear folks say, in your name, or we pray in the name of Jesus at the end of a prayer. But every time he said, he said a prayer, he had this good, deep voice. And so his prayers were good anyhow. You like to listen to him just because of his voice. But he would say a good prayer, but he'd always finish it by saying, in the master's name. <laughs> and he always put the emphasis on the master. Like it wasn't just something he said, but he was the master of all things. He was the master teacher, the master at demonstrating, the master example. And now today I want to talk about this idea that he was the master at demonstrating love towards others. And so this week as we're trying to learn godliness and righteousness and have the evidence of our contentment then, we most certainly want to include one of the most primary figures or features of God himself, which Jesus did in a perfect fashion, is that he walked through this world in complete and unhindered love for others. And so this week we are observers of Jesus' walk in this world, and we are looking to, be his, looking to him as our ultimate example in so many different things, and today I'd like to talk about his love. And where I'd like to turn to then, if you could get your Bibles open, is John, the Gospel of John and the chapter 17. What's taken place there then is this is Jesus' last night on earth. His earthly mission was about to come to an end. You know how it ultimately it was at the cross and then the resurrected body, which was good news for all of us. Amen. But on this night, it wasn't that way. This was a, a very sad night for everybody around him. And Jesus himself, you can read in scripture that he felt the weight of all the things that was coming. The weight of the world really was on his shoulders, literally. The sin of the world was on his shoulders. And so in chapter 17, um, he, 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 says, he starts by praying. And first he prays for himself. And then he prays for his disciples, the, the people that were with him that night. This act of love then spilled into something, if we're talking about contentment, that for me, and I hope it does for you, the understanding of what happens in chapter, chapter 17, verse 20, to bring me contentment is really one of the real rock-solid things I can always turn to as um, everything's going to be all right in my life. 
<laughs> when Paul says that he'd learn to be content in any and every situation, um, maybe he had this understanding of what I do through what Jesus said on this last night when he prayed for future believers. Can you imagine such a thing? God himself on earth is praying for us. And so that brings me great comfort. It brings me the opportunity for great contentment in any, in any, any and every situation because God so loved the world that he came, he suffered, he died, he rose, and while he was here, he said a verbal prayer for me and for you. Amazing. It goes like this. Now remember, this is the Son of God speaking. And he's praying, he says, My prayer is not for them alone, the disciples that were present. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, future believers like you and me, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you and I are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I want to just stop there for a minute. Jesus' prayer was that all future believers, regardless of denomination, regardless of the minor things that we sometimes bicker about, he prayed that we would all be one. I just wanted to throw that in there and ask you, if that, what you is that what your church looks like? And is what, that what the church, the capital C church, looks like? Verse 22, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Verse 23, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity. Listen to this. To let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. The understanding that we're shooting for the contentment understanding of God's love. The evidence of contentment in our life. I believe in this prayer that Jesus is telling us that we can't possibly be content in God's love if we aren't loving each other, if we don't have contentment with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Not only that, but he says, bring them to complete unity in order that the world might know. When Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself, does the world know through my love, your love for each other and the church, does the world see the love of God in that? He goes on and prays, Father, I want those who you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory and the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. This idea of contentment and love, Jesus points back the understanding that before time began, God the Father and God the Son were one and they loved us. Before we had any kind of life, God knew the Sunday we would be here and his love was already spilling over into our lives. Verse 25, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I may be myself may be in them. 
The night of his arrest, Jesus prayed first for himself, then for his disciples who were present, and he did a remarkable thing. He prayed for future believers, and he prayed that we might love, starting with loving one another, that we might love the world, so that through our love for him and our love for each other, the world might know him and see his glory. And so the question today is we are pursuing these traits of contentment, this love. I think an interesting thing in these traits of contentment, the evidence of contentment in our life, it isn't something where we have inner peace, although it is because of the presence of God. But all these things are outward expressions that we give away. Isn't that something? The more content I am in the Lord Jesus Christ and the faith that I have in His love and God's love for me from the beginning of time, the more easy it is for me to give that love away and actively seek it out, seek the people out to give it away too. Hmm. I think that's something for us to ponder on today, don't you folks? The evidence of contentment in our life must be primarily motivated by the love of God that He showed us and expelled into the streets of the world and given away. I hope that our time together this week has been beneficial for you folks. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you're challenged. And I hope that you have the love of the church in your life today. Let's say a prayer and we'll head into our Wednesday. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you for <laughs> the powerful message it was that it is recorded down on paper that you came to earth and prayed for me. You prayed for my friends. You prayed for all future believers, you said. Every single one of us. You knew us before time began and you called us by name. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. We thank you for the empty tomb. Lord, we thank you for loving us. Teach us to love that in the same way. We pray this in Christ's name. We pray this in the Master's name. Amen. Take care, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing.